if you have an idea, you have a dream, you have a goal, just don't think it, ink it, write it down, burn it into your brain. You never know who's watching, ever. Welcome back to the Max Out Show, where today I'm absolutely honored to talk to the WWE Hall of Fame wrestler, Diamond Dallas Page. DDP had one of the most unlikely journeys to becoming a top wrestler ever, but his positivity, work ethic, and energy have brought him to the top over and over again. As a world-renowned fitness guru and founder of DDP Yoga, as well as the author of the incredible book, Positively Unstoppable, DDP will help you own your life. So, DDP, welcome to the show. Hey, good to see you, Max. Uh, it's, uh, like it's good to be, be you know, con connection with the motherland because I actually have my grandfather. My, gra my grandfather was from Germany, and my other side of the family, my great-grandfather was from Germany. Wow, so, uh, yeah. A <laughs> little bit uh, – My before I changed – my my last name to page that and you know literally branded dallas page as my name it was page joseph falkenberg and that's f-a-l-k-i-n-b-u-r-g and my grandfather on my other side was seigel so very german names yeah for sure you know the thing is in german falkenberg looks sounds so cool but then when you when you go to english language well, this page is just, it's just so much cool, especially in wrestling. Um, so, you know, what, what I find so crazy about you <laughs> yeah. is, is that you've been knocked down by life so many times throughout your career, and every single time you, you manage to get back up. So can you first take us back to that moment at age 12 when that, that car hit you and the doctor essentially took away your first dream of being like Joe Namath? Well, growing up as a kid, football in our country, you know, is different than football over in Europe. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, the, you know, the passing of the football and, you know, uh, it's, it's a different game. Uh, but as a little kid, I dreamed that someday I would be a player in the NFL. And when I really look back at my whole life, everything I ever dreamed about that I made a goal and then put the work in, I achieved. So... I honestly believe that would have happened, but then I walked out in front of a car. And when I walked out in front of it, I was talking to my buddy, backing into the street, looking way past the car. It was a real snowy day. A lot of snow was on the ground and falling. And I was just focusing on the bus, and I walked right out in front of a car. And it hit my front right knee. My face bounced off the car, and I flew 42 feet from point of impact. And as it turned out, there was no rehab back then, uh, like sports medicine rehab, uh, unless you were a professional athlete. Uh, for a 12-year-old kid, it didn't exist. So they wouldn't let me play football anymore, or uh, they wouldn't let me play hockey either. And that devastated me. Uh, so the bottom line is they would let me play basketball. And at that moment in my life, I, you know, I didn't make the team, the basketball team in seventh grade. Eighth grade, after getting hit by that car, I came back and I made the basketball team this year, but I sucked. I <laughs> sat on the bench. And this is a huge time in my life because I could have, you know, just been a, a mediocre, you know, basketball player, or I could have done what I would do for the rest of my life. I would outwork everyone. Over that summer, I would go to where the basketball park was, and I would play five to ten hours a day. Whoa! Every day in sixth grade, all day long, in in eighth eighth grade summer between eighth grade summer and ninth grade, which is our wow. high school. And uh, I ended up starting, being the leading scorer on our undefeated freshman team, and as a sophomore, I played varsity. And I did pretty good. You know, uh, I, I became from a guy who didn't get picked to the guy who picked the teams. And what I realized from that, Max, what I realized was that work ethic equals results. If you put the work in, 
it's crazy what can really happen. Now, inside my WWE Hall of Fame ring, inside the ring, the inscription says, work ethic equals dreams. Explanation point, DDP. Love that so much. So where does that come from? Like, where did that, that drive develop then? Was it that initial failure of not, not really, you know, sitting at the bench and then not getting to play? Where, where did that drive come from to just outwork Frustra everybody? Frustration. Because as a football player, even a hockey player, I had a lot of nat natural God-given gifts. I was aggressive. I played hard. It wasn't like you could practice football, you know, or even practice hockey. You could skate, but you can't play practice hockey unless there's a team. The beautiful thing about basketball is you can do just about everything but play defense by yourself. Yeah. Like you could do, you know, dribbling drills. You can do, uh, you can foul shots, you know, inside game, three-pointers. I mean, you can do anything and just about everything by yourself. And I love the team concept, but I can only be responsible for one person. And I tell people this every single day, a multiple amount of times. There's only one person that has to believe in you, just one, and that's you. Yeah, that is so powerful. So was that also what drove you to wrestling then, this idea that you're in charge of your own results in the first thing? I know you started out as handsome Dennis Page. So, so if we fast forward to the time you turned 22. Right. <laughs> <laughs> how was that start back then? Like, how did it feel to finally get into his first match? Um, I was so green. In, in other words, I was so non-equipped to be there that it was fun playing the part. But again, I go back to being that basketball player who couldn't play. You know, I had a little bit of game. But not really, not, a, not, not compared to all the other guys who've been doing this for years. I only had about three months of doing that. And then I torqued my right knee, the same one I got hit by the car. So I, I, I got my first, uh, actually, opportunity to run a little bar, a rock and roll bar. You know, when I was, I figured I'll just take a couple of months down heal my knee again, and go back. But I got sucked in to the booze, the broads, and the party, and the fun of running bars or just working in bars. And that was, like, when I wrestled, it was 1979. I had three matches. And then the 80s came along with the WWF becoming the World Wrestling Federation, the WWF, and the whole Hulk Hogan thing and Roddy Piper and all of that, wrestling started exploding in the mid-'80s. And I was so upset with myself for not following the dream and putting the work in that I stopped watching wrestling. And then one day I was turning the channels and I came across the guy with Gorilla Monsoon who had a leather jacket on and a do-rag and these crazy glasses and a boa around his neck. And it was, I was like, who is this guy? He is, he is so far over the top, but he, he just spoke with conviction and it was Jesse the Body Ventura. And they were him and Gorilla Monsoon were the play-by-play -play and the color commentator. And the first match that would come on was a guy who carried a bag over his shoulder with a Fu Manchu and long black hair. And the way he walked to the ring, it kept me from changing the channel. And as I would watch Jake the Snake Roberts go in that ring, take on his opponent, and then cut a promo that was mesmerizing. 
I was sucked right back into to watching wrestling. And I became a huge fan again. And the crazy part, me and you were talking about this earlier, you were in Fort Myers for three years of you going to college over here in the in, in, uh, United States in Florida. There's a town called Fort Myers, which we both know about. Amazing place. <laughs> I, would, I would be running a nightclub there uh, right on Page Field, Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Page is... Got a got a, a nightclub on the airport, the small airport that's called Page Field. What's the odds of that? But one night we were jamming. We had a thousand, twelve hundred people in the club, and a guy walks in that looks like Jake Roberts. Now I'm watching the monitor that's on the front door from my office when he walks in. And I was like, oh, my God, that looks like Roberts. So I ran around the outside of the building because it was so packed. And I went to the girl at the front door, and I said, did a guy walk in here that looked like Jake the Snake Roberts? She goes, yeah, Paige. Everybody thinks it's him. I go running in there almost. <laughs> slow down. Slow down. It's got to be cool. And I walked over to him. And he was waiting in a bar, waiting for something to drink. And I just said, hey, man, you Jake the Snake Roberts? And he said, who wants to know? <laughs> and I said, the guy who runs this joint, he goes, yes. What can I do for you? I said, what are you drinking, bro? I'm buying. <laughs> and we became friends. There's a picture of Ted DiBiase on this wall, leaning back like this, and me on top of him with a <laughs> uh, bottle of tequila, <laughs> shooting, pouring tequila in his mouth. Ted was just here with his wife, Melanie, um, and also Marvelous Mark Merrill was here, uh, and also a guy named Rudy, who's from the movie Rudy. Um, but Ted and his wife came in here to train with me for a week straight. You know, to train like we train, eat like we do. He just wants to get his life back on track physically. Yeah. You know, physically and burn off the stress. And it was, I've been trying to get Ted DiBiase because he came in my club too. Um, I tried to get him in here, you know, to, to work with me for 15 years. And then he finally did. Wow. And he was blow, blown away he, that he was doing so little and his heart rate was so high and he was pouring sweat, him and his wife both. And, um, uh, so they're on the program now, and I really hope they stick with it. So, um, hello, baby. That's incredible. My wife, my, my, my wife just walked in here. <laughs> so, so, so um, that was you know that started the light of fire under me again, thinking about wrestling. And one night, um, I would collect the the cash drawers, you know, what the bartenders put the money in, and then we all go back to my office. And then we all count them. And uh, I was watching a video called Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper. And Captain Lou Albano, a wrestler who became a wrestling manager, was on it with Cindy playing her father. And it was just Girls Just Want to Have Fun video. And I was just looking at that. And that was the beginning of rock and wrestling and what would take the WWF at the time, like out of this level of top entertainment to through the roof. I mean, that and the stuff that Hulk did with Roddy Piper. I mean, it was, uh, it, it exploded wrestling at that point. And there, there's Captain Lou on the screen. And uh, I just said, rock and wrestling. I should have been a part of it not talking to anyone but myself. And then I went back to my office and one of my bartenders walked in. We called him Smokey. It was his nickname. And Smokey comes in. He goes, Paige J, uh, what do you mean rock and wrestling? You should have been a part of it. And I said, I tried it when I was a kid. He said, really? He goes, what was your name? I said, Handsome Dallas Page. And he went, whoa. You can forget about using that gimmick anymore. 
and everybody laughed. And uh, we just start talking about wrestling. And then, you know, we're drinking, and it's after hours, and we're doing shots. And at some point, I just say, you know, I'm too old to be a wrestler. I was 31 yeah. at the time. I said, but I'm not too old to be a manager. And Jimmy Hart has the Hart Foundation. What if I was Diamond Dallas Page <laughs> and my wrestlers were from the Vegas uh, the Vegas, what is it? The Vegas Connection, the that Vegas Connection, uh, the Diamond Exchange. What that was? That was with me and Kevin Nash. So, what if I was Diamond Dallas Page, and my wrestlers were a part of the Diamond Exchange, and uh, everybody's like, "Woo, shot, shot, oh, yeah. drink." The thing is, though, I wrote it down, you know, and uh, about a week later. There was a um, a group that had a um, a cable station, you know, a video cable network that wanted to do a story on the guy that was behind the voice of Norman Jean's dance club. That was the name of the club, and they uh, they called me up and said, "Would you do an interview with us?" I'm like, "Sure, come on in," and they filmed me in my '62. New pink Cadillac, uh, convertible pink Cadillac. It looks incredible. They filmed me at the studio. Right? They filmed me at the studio. I'm wearing a WrestleMania t-shirt. I'm, you know, I'm, not one, I'm not a wrestler. I'm not in the game. I just, I loved wrestling. And uh, at some point, they came to my office, and I'm sitting in that desk where I wrote Diamond Dallas Page, the Diamond Exchange, the Diamond Dolls. The whole thing, it's, it's all sitting on this desk written there. And a lot of times in my commercials, I might throw in, ooh, yeah, don't miss it, hot legs. You, yeah, don't miss the hot legs. Wednesday night. You know, so I throw in Randy Savage or Hulk Hogan or Jesse Ventura. And they didn't know if it was them or if it was me. So at some point they asked me, you know, while they're filming me. So where does the voice come from? And I look down and I see Diamond Dolls page. I see the Diamond Exchange. I see the Diamond Dolls. And Max, there is a pair of white sunglasses sitting next to it. Now, if the sunglasses aren't there, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I do it or not, but they were there. So I grabbed those sunglasses, I threw them on, and I said, the voice comes from Diamond Dallas Page, Daddy. I was born to be a professional wrestling manager. And then I took the glasses off and continued the interview, and someone saw it. His name was Smitty, and he had his own radio show. And he called me up, and he said, I'd love to have you on my show. I saw the Party News Network piece that they did on you. And I was like, Smitty, I don't really do it. It's just something in my head. And he said, well, he goes, it doesn't really matter. It's radio. I said, ah, dude, bro, I don't, I don't feel comfortable. I don't know enough about it. And he said, well, I'm going to have Captain Lou Albano on. Now, think about that. I'm watching the video screen two or three weeks before I'm looking at the video screen and I say, rock and wrestling. I should have been a part of it. Yeah. Captain Lou Albano is in the video. Now he's going to be on this show. I said, you're going to have Captain Lou Albano on your show? He's like, yes. I go, can I talk to him? He said, of course. You'd be my resident expert. I was like, I'm in. Hell yeah. so, so bottom line is, and it's a long story, but it's, it all has so many meanings to it. So bottom line is, I do it again with Sergeant Slaughter. Afterwards, Smitty says to me, you really got to do something with this Diamond Dallas Page thing. Like, it, there's something there. And I go, do what with it, bro? It's just in my head. And Smitty had been a friend of mine, you know, after that for a while but he knew who i was and he knew my nightclub 
had one promotion after another. And he said, you're one of the smartest promo guys I've ever known. He said, you'll think of something. I've got this guy named Rob Russin. He used to like, he used to promote boxing. That's how I know him. He said, but now he's promoting wrestling for the AWA. Why don't you just get, send him a tape or something? So what I did was create three wrestlers, one big, bad John, the other rock hard Rick and the other Ted E bear. And he was a midget and he came out with the diamond dolls. So that video, by the way, is incredible. <laughs> it's incredible, right? Yeah. And I, and I made it all up. So I sent it the video to, um, I sent it to the, uh, AWA. Two weeks later, they call me back. They want to bring me and my guys in for a tryout. And then he says to me, he goes, we've showed your tape around and everybody likes your shtick, but no one's ever heard of you. Where, where are you guys working at? And I got to go, well, Rob, um, none of those guys can wrestle. He was like, what? Yeah. Why would you send a tape? I said, well, it's because it's like a secret society trying to get into wrestling and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he went, don't call us. We'll call you. And two weeks later, that's the end of the story here. Two weeks later, Paul Heyman, at the time, Paul Heyman is Paul E. Dangerously. Paul E. Dangerously leaves the AWA and goes to the NWA, uh, which would become the WCW, World Championship Wrestling. And it left a huge void for a young guy that could talk. So they called me up two weeks later and said, bring you know, all those crazy clothes you've got. Because I really wore leopard skin jackets yeah. back then. <laughs> Zebra skin boots. Yeah, I got pictures of me with holes in my jeans from 30 years ago. <laughs> and... No one did it. Yeah. And, uh, but I got pictures and videos of me wearing it when now everybody does it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you set the trend. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if it set a trend or not, but I know I was way ahead of it. Yeah. You know, and bottom line is, is I got the opportunity and that was the beginning. So here's the lessons that came out of that. If I don't write down on that blotter pad, Diamond Dolls page, the Diamond Exchange, the Diamond Dolls. If I don't have it right in front of my face, I never mention it. I never do it. If I don't do the Diamond Dolls page, born to be a professional wrestling manager, Smitty never calls me. We're never having this interview. So I tell people, especially, and you mentioned it earlier, Positively Unstoppable, The Art of Owning It. This is like a blueprint for not just success, you know, in life, but success with yourself. Owning the story you tell yourself, you know, owning what you, the six inch piece of real estate between your ears, the story you are constantly telling yourself. And one of the things I'm a huge advocate of just don't think it, ink it, write it down, put it in your phone, set alarms to remind you what you need to do. The next lesson is if I'm not doing the commercials at its highest level, the Party News Network never asks me to do the, the, the piece that Smitty would see. So Party News Network is listening to me do my commercials, which were super creative. Smitty sees what they do, and he calls me at my club in Fort Myers. So my point is always do what if you're sweeping floors, Sweep them better than anyone. If you're cleaning toilets, clean the toilets 
better than anyone because you never know who's watching. That's a story. And that's how I would get a little bit up and a little bit up and a little bit up and a little bit up. And it was hard because I wasn't a part of the family or coming from being a wrestler. I don't think anyone, well, I know it, no one ever did what the character Diamond Dallas Page did, what the man Dallas Page did. There's no one who came out from complete obscurity into wrestling as a manager and a color commentator and at 35 and a half became a wrestler career didn't take off till I was 40 years old and become a three-time world champion and hall of famer it it'll never be done again and it was never supposed to happen I have a new documentary coming out called Relentless. And it's somewhere in that documentary, we take footage of me on the TV, on WCW, uh, on Nitro, and I've got an ice bag on me and black eyes from my my show with uh, Randy Savage. And I say, I am an anomaly. What? Is an anomaly something that wasn't supposed to happen? And then I say, I said this part's not in the uh, the documentary, but when I cut that in- interview, I said something that wasn't supposed to happen, and I happened to you, Savage. <sighs> if you have an idea, you have a dream, you have a goal, just don't think it ink it, write it down, burn it into your brain. You never know who's watching ever. You know, that's so incredible because the amount of coincidences that you have created by bringing this work ethic to everything they do, even things that were totally unrelated to, to wrestling at the time, but you still put that energy in and through that created those opportunities for yourself. So I think that is so powerful. For anyone in a similar position trying to get their first little break is you've got to go all in, right? You've got to deliver on what you're actually doing right now, whether it is cleaning toilets, whether it's running the nightclub, whatever that is. And then also what you just said about that story of being the anomaly. How do you create that story in those, those six inches of real estate from, you know, like being beaten over and over again? How do you create the story still that you this anomaly and you're going to break through? It's, it's hard, you know, but what I've learned, it's the hard that makes it great. And if, if all of a sudden I was just given this monster push, you know, without putting any work in, if I was to lose, let's use an example for DDPY, if I was to lose 50 pounds like that, it was nothing. I'd go right back the normal person will go right back to eating whatever they want and they gain 50 pounds. Well, cause I can lose it. Like it's nothing. But when you can't, you know, that's the real issue because when you're younger, you can do a lot of things and get away with it. As you get older, you realize, wow, I can't do that anymore. So the story you tell yourself is everything. And when I first said I was going to become a wrestler, It was only because I was in WCW at the time. I was doing color commenting, like fourth string, like not the main, not the second, not the third, the fourth. It was me and Eric Bischoff. And I knew the next wrestler to retire who could talk would take in my job because I wasn't, I hadn't made any kind of an impact in wrestling. And ideally, you want your commentator, your color commentator, to have worked the main event with Ric Flair or Sting or Goldberg or Nash or Hall. Like, you want to have someone who's done it and been there. Uh, WWE used to be like that. Today, they just have sports guys do it because they want to be more like regular you know, TV. 
where the old days it was always the qualified guy, yeah. the guy who knew what it was like to be in there. Um, so at that point, they wouldn't let me manage guys because of the hair and the bling and the wrap and the clothes and the diamond dolls. I was taking too much time, uh, too much um, attention away from the wrestler. And they told me I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, but what did I do wrong? And you did, Magnum TA is the one who told me, who was Dusty Rhodes' right-hand man. Dusty loved me, and he didn't have the heart to tell me. <laughs> and so Magnum, he basically told me, it's not your fault. You know, but the hair, the wrap, the clothes, the dolls, the bling, you know, you're just, yeah, you're just taking too much attention away from the wrestler. And I looked at him and I go, so what you're telling me is I'm too over the top for professional wrestling. <laughs> you know, and, and basically said as a manager, yeah, as a wrestler, we should have given you a pair of tights and boots to see if you can do this and walked off kind of laughed, you know, and then the next day I was in his office and I said, I have seven months left on my contract. I said, I'm going to go down to the power plant. I'm going to learn how to wrestle. And they thought I was crazy. Everybody thought I was crazy. My, my tag team, the fabulous Freebirds, the Hall of Famers, uh, Jimmy Jam Garvin and Michael P.S. Hayes, they fell down on the ground laughing. And I get it. I get it. But... How do I, how did I do it? I wouldn't let any, this, everyone's living their own life. Everyone gets to create their own reality. Like you're doing this podcast. You've got Diamond Dallas Page on your podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm not your first guest. You've got, you've developed this because really, Anyone on the planet today can have a podcast. Anyone. But somehow you broke through with my guy, Marlon, who books me. <coughs> and even if you don't have that big a following, he liked what you were doing. So he was watching. He researched you before oh, yeah. he booked me. So that's a perfect example of you never know who's watching. And you did know but he's not looking at you right now. He's looking at what you've done. Yes. So if you look at someone who's a wrestling fan that you know, and this is, how long have you been doing your podcast? For about six months now, half a year. If, two years ago, you told someone you were going to do a podcast and you were going to have stars like Diamond Dallas Page on your, on your podcast. They would just laugh out loud at you. You know, it's so incredible because my family literally did that. <laughs> I remember the first time I shot like a 30 second or so like episode, they were literally on the floor dying laughing. So I love you just mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, but, but that's true. You know, I watched a thing with Will Smith and Will went on to talk about that, you know, in the beginning when you're starting you know, whether it's to be an actor or you're going to pass that law, you know, like to be a lawyer, you've got to pass the bar in our country. I'm sure you have something like that. That's the best test. It's hard as hell. And you might fail it three times before you pass it. By the second or third time, people have lost confidence in you, you know? So they're like, well, maybe you'll pass it. You know, but for you, if you're putting the work in, and you, you know, trying to realize where you screwed up, you're going to study harder. You know, uh, when you're telling someone you're going to be an actor or a professional athlete, it's easier to be a professional athlete than it is to be a professional wrestler because there are only very few spots to be a professional wrestler, make a living. In your football, you guys call it soccer football, right? Yeah. If you look at all the teams, there's a ton of them out there. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of spots. 
and everybody wants that spot who's that athlete, but only a few get there. In my world, there is a very few number of guys who have one of these. Can you oh, see yeah. <laughs> you see that? That's Damn, yes, love it. <laughs> personalized. You wow. Know, there, are so, there are so few guys that ever get that. And that's the whole thing that I'm explaining is that you have to, you have to believe in yourself. That, that takes a lot. You have to believe. I put my belt up here. You came to see it. Bring oh, it. yes, yes. We first put that up there in the background. Wow, right. that's so cool. So that's actually the real belt. I'll show you what this is. That's the real belt. Um, when I actually took around with me. But this is from the <laughs> Tag Team Championship belt, the United States belt, the Television Champion belt, wow. and the World Championship belt. They're all duplicates because I never got yeah. those belts. But the one in here, that's uh, the, that's the, the real, real deal. One? Which one that's are you proudest of? What was like the, the most emotional one? The world title. World title. Because again, there's no. Everyone said I would never get that. You know, like it, it's, I was. It wasn't even like they were saying I, I'll never get it. It's like they would think <laughs> that's not even a, that's not even a question. Yeah. Like why would that even be? A, he's not. Uh, that's not. He's not world championship material. They, they didn't think I'd ever be past the mid card ever. Yeah. They didn't think I'd get there. But again, I'm going to outwork everyone who's there, and that's that's the difference. Like who's willing to put the work in, and like when you said, uh, what pushed you forward? A, a lot of times it was people telling me what I can't do, like. When I first started wrestling, I would ice, put ice bags on my knees and on my back after every session. I have three of them on there. And, and everybody would look at me and they go, what the hell are you doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like, I'm 35, almost 36. Uh, I'm trying to keep the inflammation down in my body. And what I learned is they would always say, you're too old, man. You're never, by the time you learn what you need to know, because it's not like... Well, basketball took years to learn. Football didn't because I was so young and they only give you a little bit at a time to have to really learn. Um, so just a, a lot of natural ability. But when it came to basketball, there was a lot to learn. And it took, a, it took years before I was really, really good. Yeah. And, uh, but a lot of work was put in there. And when it came to wrestling, you get hurt all the time. You know, like, oh, that's a bunch of fake shit. Like, oh, really? Here, <laughs> let me show you. Now, predetermined? Absolutely. And I don't want to spoil that for any of your fans, but wrestling is predetermined. Yeah. Um, but it's still a battle out there because oh, nobody wants their shit to look weak. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants their stuff to look like... If you look at... We just put a video up on... Uh, if you a video that we put up on Instagram, and my Instagram is at Diamond Dallas Page or at DDP Yoga, but on my at Diamond Dallas Page, this guy, uh, he, he was just a lower level guy trying to get a break. But if you look at that entire match, it looks like I beat the hell out of him. And I mean, physically beat the hell. Now, was I trying to hurt him? No. Was my shit snug? Oh, yeah. You know? And I, I was going to lay it in. I wasn't going to pussyfoot around it. It's it's wrestling. It's not checkers. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a crazy thing, right? The, you talk about, also in your book, about, like, these hundreds of elbows and, and like, all of that, like, that pain, right? That's just part of, of the whole thing. And what's crazy is, like, you, you start at 35, which is also already really late, but it took you another five years to finally really get to – to like some some kind of good place, right? Uh, so, so that's just incredible of like working these five years and on that on that dream. Yeah, it was really yeah. If you have to take the you have to take in consideration of three years before that, work with the AWA and Florida Championship Wrestling. 
I figure it took 10,000 hours, yeah. you know, to be, to be an overnight success. It was the same thing with uh, DDP yoga. It took eight years and I figure it's about 10,000 hours or more yeah. for DDP yoga to start to click with people. Yeah. And all they have to do is go and look at the people that, you know, have done my program because those stories are everywhere. You guys Incredible. have Facebook in Germany. You guys have Facebook in Germany, right? Yeah. And I, I've been, you know, every Monday on my DDP Yoga Now app, um, every Monday, and anybody wants to try it, if they go to ddpy.com or ddpyoga.com, they can try it for seven days and get, you know, for free to try it and see if it works for them. And it works if you work. But besides the workouts, and I know a lot of people there think, well, man, I, I, I can't do your workout. It'll kill me. My workouts start off with bed flex. Yeah. Like, you can't get out of bed? No worries. I got three workouts for you in bed that'll help you get out of bed and then sit in a chair and then work out there with chair force. And then you graduate up to use a chair to stand and balance and strengthen and create mobility. And after that, there's a good chance you won't need a chair anymore. But they go all the way to psycho-extreme workouts. So no one can tell me they can't do my program. Uh, and then, then I'll, for, to keep inspired, I've got every Monday, Motivational Monday, and every Friday, today I just came out with another, what I call Fabulous Facebook Fridays. And what I'm doing is I go to our DDP Yoga site. Now, this isn't our site, the company. This is the people who do the program. And it's one word, DDP Yoga. And to be a member, all you got to do is like the page. There's over 50 3,000 people who are actively on that site that are constantly, you know, telling their stories or helping to inspire people or commenting or liking. And I mean, it's the most, it's the most powerful internet community on the planet because the people who literally do the program are all helping each other. And that's where I tell people, don't listen to a word I have to say about my own program. Go to that Facebook site and re read what people write. Because once a week, I take a story. And this week's story is a guy named Dave Williams. And Dave Williams is from the UK. And when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is cool. He put a picture up of him 17 months ago and a picture of him today. The one that's 17 months ago, he's over 400 pounds. This guy is talking to this guy. And, he, and it starts out with him saying, the, the title is To the Guy on the Left. And the guy on the left is him at 400 pounds. By the way, what I'm taking off right now, these are my DDPY jacked straps. They're coming out. Uh, they're coming out uh, probably in about a week or so, maybe two. I, I, I forgot I had them on. Um, but oh, um, but um, okay, I lost. Uh, yeah, trying to call him. Yeah. Um, so if that clicks off, I'll just do that again. Uh -huh. um, I don't want to lose my train of thought. Um, before I see, just talking about a story. The, the guy on the left. Oh yeah, the guy. He said to the guy on the left, and again, the left guy is like big. You can, it's just his face, but you can look at his face and see he's a big man. And the guy on the right is thanking the guy on the left for making the choice, for putting the work in, for. All of the stuff that he did, this guy today is thanking himself wow. 17 months ago. 
I was so blown away by that. Like I was just going through that page on Facebook. DDP yoga, one word, and it's a members only group. You'll know it's gonna be 53,000 people or something like that on there. And that was one of 12, 12 different uh, posts that could have been fabulous Facebook Friday. But that one, because I never heard anything like that before, he's lost in 17 months, 183 pounds. Way to go. That is, yeah, wild, right? That is just wild. And I've, I've seen transformations, which is so credible, uh, like of like veterans that learn to walk again. There's all of these incredible, incredible journeys. I, I looked at some of them. And, and they're also really highlighting one important part here, which is I've, I've heard you talk in, in other videos that like mindset is really 90% of the whole equation. Like you've got right. to believe in it and you've got to be able to do the work to do just the steps, to just follow what you're saying, basically, and people will get the results. No, 100%. And that's what's so great about the app again, because it makes you more accountable. Plus, I'm going to, I have a whole section in there called Tracker. So it tracks your weight, like what weight do you come in at? What weight are you right now? And what's your goal weight? So you track your weight, you track your inches because people are trying to lose weight and this is never a weight loss program that's not how it started it's it's about helping people not only change their life but own their life and the weight loss is just an awesome side effect but because we've had so many people lose such incredible amount of weight at times that i've i've had to make it a part of the tracking because that's the biggest thing. I don't want people to fall down and not be able to get back up again. I don't care if they fall down as long as they get back up and get back in the game. Because I really don't want you even to have my app or bought my, you know, invested in my DVDs if you're not going to put the work in. You know, right now, I know that they just closed down the UK. Is it closed down right now in Germany? Or is it still wide open? It's sort of a mix mix of everything right now. Mix of everything. So you can still go outside, but the restaurants, everything is closed. Yeah. I, but but are restaurants closed? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, they are. Are yeah. gyms closed? Yeah, yeah, all, all of that, all of that stuff, except for like grocery stores. Wow. So you're pretty much you are closed down. Yeah. Bottom line is again, anybody who wants to try the program, it costs you nothing plus you if if you know everything's on the app you know like i say you get to try it for seven days but you got motivational monday you have fabulous facebook friday um every week i come up with a new workout again they're from laying in bed to psycho extreme stuff um back to the tracker spot it tracks your your weight your measurements your pain, yeah. like your neck, your shoulders, your back. If you have back pain, that's why I developed this. If you have back pain, I, I pretty much darren damn T, if you put the work in, it's gone with my program because that's how I developed all of this. Yeah, that's crazy necessity. stuff, right? It started with, with your own pain, right? You actually broke two discs in your back and then started getting into this whole field, right? Only because I couldn't walk. Yeah. Never mind wrestle. What, what happened is, like, God gave us this incredible vertebrae. You know, one on top, you have this, this amazing spine. And what makes it even more amazing, in between these vertebrae are these little things called discs. And you got to think of them as a shock absorber. So, boom, you fall down. Boom, we fall down. You get back up. As a kid, you fall down. Ha ha, you get back up. Yeah, it's They're made to take a lot of wear and tear. They're not made for professional wrestling. <laughs> and constantly jamming and banging and banging and banging. And at one time, boom, take a jelly donut. 
That's what happened to two of my discs in between my L4 and L5 in a low part of your back. I couldn't sit down. I mean, it was just brutal. It, it would get locked up where I couldn't bend backwards at all, bending forward. I was so limited. And what happened is I went to three different spine specialists and they all said the same thing. You had a great career. It's over. Because if you try to go back out in that ring at 42 years old, you will end up crippled. And I'm all about the future, not about how I feel right now. I want to feel better. I, I'm not preparing. I'll put it like this. For the last 10 years, I have said, I'm not preparing for 65 because that'll be here tomorrow. You know, at 57, 58, 59, 60, it'll be here tomorrow. Well, now I'm six months from 65. And I said, I'm not preparing for 65. I'm preparing for 75, 85, 95, 105. Because if I can't do the things that I want to do, if I become crippled and broken down, then I'm not me. So let me just show you something because Flexibility is one thing. And my flexibility is off the hook at this point. <laughs> but core strength is a different animal. And be able to stand here and talk to you with a squishy pair of sneakers on and take either one of my feet and hold it out here. <laughs> and you can see I'm not holding on to anything. Yeah. You know, I'm hanging out here at six foot four, 220 <laughs> pounds with my foot over my head. That is at, nuts. <laughs> at six months from 65. Yeah. That's core strength at a different level. Yeah. Those vertebrae, those discs in between the vertebrae, I've learned how to lengthen and strengthen around them. So that, because if I, if, if I don't do this for even a day, this, this, it's like this, and now I can't even bend back but I know how to loosen it back up. A lot of people think yoga is just stretching and most yoga is. DDPY is about stretching and strengthening muscles, ligaments, and tendons. So now this becomes incredible for what I call prevention, like, like accident prevention, prevention maintenance, so that you're constantly keeping your body strong. Like I just did a 45 minute workout right before I did this interview. That was killer, yeah. you know, and I felt amazing walking out of it. And before I started, to be perfectly honest, I felt kind of sore and beat up. But after I did my workout, I felt energized and alive. So like I say, if you're back home and you're trapped in your house and you can't go to the gym, again, I walk the talk. Go yes. look at ddpy.com or ddpyoga.com and pull up just some of the videos because it's not just pictures. Pictures you can, you know, today you can Photoshop. Yeah, you can fake those, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you can't Photoshop videos. And the, the stories that we have from men and women are insane, but we are prime. We are primarily a male-based workout. Like on the workouts, who get them every day, probably sixty-three percent of the people who get our program are men. You know, and if you go to a workshop that I do, like I, I really want to come to Germany at some point. If you do, Once, I'll be down. <laughs> Yeah, I really want to do that uh, at some point. Um, but I just got to get more people doing it out there before I can come. Uh, like in the UK, that's our biggest market. Yeah, like wow. I, I've, I've done three different tours in the UK and had anywhere from 100 to 150 people working out with me at one time. Wow. In the States, I, in the States, I've had as many as 100 and 91 people working out with me at my workshop at one time. And I call them 
inspiration meets perspiration. Wow. Like you're going to be so inspired. You can feel like you could, you know, feel like you could run through a brick wall, but oh, you're also yeah. going to sweat your ass. You're also going to sweat your ass off, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> that's the beauty of it. So they're like three hours. And then I do a, a autograph, a, a picture with, I have no autographs that take forever. But I do, I pick, do a, private picture with every single person you know wow so i absolutely love that it's pretty amazing yeah absolutely love that so much now before i ask my final question where can listeners connect with you online you've given us some some ideas what's your favorite platform for people to find you and your work you know my favorite platform is facebook and not my site you know even though i've got 767,000 people on that i love the Facebook, that's DDP Yoga members. And you'll be able to tell because I have the seven pictures up on the wall. Plus you'll be able to tell because there's 53,000 people there. You can ask those people anything. I just heard DDP on this blah, 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 blah. You know, I've got this problem. Can anybody help me? One, two, three, five people might come on there and, and answer for you. You know, um, or just read what people write. Now, if you want to follow me um, on my on my personal Facebook is my Diamond Dallas page, my athlete. Uh, you know, uh, you know, there's about three hundred thousand people on there. That's how you can tell. You yeah. know, um, <laughs> how many hundreds Twitter? of thousands? <laughs> my, yeah. Well, just because if you if you see over there and there's thirty seven people or one hundred and fifty people, that's not mine. It's not it. That's somebody else doing that. Because um, there's a lot of Diamond Dallas pages. Wow. You know, people, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that, but whatever, you know, whatever it is, I, you know, it doesn't offend me. You know, it doesn't bother me. Um, but if you are a Twitter person, at real DDP at DDP Yoga again. Look what people write. And Instagram, at Diamond Dallas Page, at DDP Yoga. And our Facebook uh, is, uh, I think it's either Diamond Dallas Page, not Facebook, uh, our, um, uh, our YouTube. And God, we've got hundreds of thousands of people who follow us on that. Because uh, we're always putting up new videos, you know. And most of them are just about inspiring people. Inspiring people to believe that anything's possible. And that's really the beauty. You know, that's what we're about. Uh, the people who do our program come looking for hope. And they end up, so many of them, not just finding hope, but catching that spark, that spark of inspiration. And then they start putting the work in and then they start posting on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And before you know it, they become the people who are inspiring others. And they came there looking for hope. Like, think about how beautiful that is, Max. Yes. Someone comes to a program just looking for some kind of hope. And then six months later, they're not only, they've not only found the hope, they become inspired by spark and then they're doing so well and sharing their journey that they end up inspiring others yeah. and i tell people all the time i tell people all the time you want to you know not be so depressed help somebody help anybody because it makes you really feel good about you and that's the thing when it comes to EPY uh, program, you know, so many people, you know, right now, this is a really dark time in the world, not in each other's country. You know, it's the fucking world, you know, and it's a very dark time and it will get better. And you just got to believe that you got to have faith and you got to believe it's going to get better. And then, you know, over that period of time, you can control what you do. And if you reach out and help other people be of service to other people, it's going to make you feel good about you. And that helps nullify the depression. 
You know, I love this so much. I think this is literally the key to life that when you find the light of your true self, you then want to pass it on to others and, and become that beacon of hope, not just for yourself, but also for other people to show them what is really possible. And I don't want to keep you too long. So last question for today, what does it mean for you to max out your life? What does it mean to me to what? To max out your life, to make the most out of your life. What is it? Uh, you know, God, I'm, I'm literally doing it right now. You know, I'm, I never really dreamed. I, I never really dreamed I'd be in this spot when I was wrestling until the end. Yeah. And then when I got to the end of my career, I knew I wanted to do acting. I knew I wanted, I moved out to, out to Los Angeles and I started studying. I just didn't go out there and go, Hey, I'm an actor. Oh, I went up there and studied acting for four years while I was there doing bit parts. Uh, I've got a show coming out. It's a Netflix original called gods and secrets. Oh. It'll be coming out this uh, probably first quarter or second quarter of 2021. And, uh, uh, it's been 22 years to get there. And will it take off to be something big? I don't know, you know, because I don't control that. But I know that we've got a really great product and it has the potential to maybe change my life again. Well, you know, we'll see. Um, in the middle of that, that's where I started working on DDP yoga, you know, branding it now DDPY. Why? Because I want to stop calling it just effing yoga. Because it's not. You know, it's so much more than just that. And what I'm doing to max out my life is I'm living it at a spot where no matter, like, I go to bed and can't wait to wake up the next morning because I know we've got something else coming that's going to blow people away. And I love that. And everything that we're doing is super positive. Everything that I'm doing right now makes me feel really good about me. And our country gave out a lot of money to companies that were losing money, you know, because got to keep the economy going. And my one business, my workout business, lost a lot of money. And I was given like $212,000. That would help to you know, fix that. But my other company was doing so well, I didn't take it. <sighs> and, and, I, and I know a lot of people who took the money, and I don't blame them at all. I don't look and go, oh, you took the money. No, like, they needed the money. I didn't need the money because I was doing so well on the app yeah. you know, and the DVDs. I was doing so well over there that – I didn't need this. And I took it as a gift on the other side, you know, as a gift from God that I, I, if I hadn't put the work in with my team for the last, you know, 16 years, you know, and first eight years was just me and a guy named Robert. Mm -hmm. and, and then it was my buddy, Steve, who's the president of my company came on and then Linda and Dylan and, you know, and, and it's starting to grow. Now we got this guy, Larry, and uh, we got this amazing company. And <laughs> Larry is one of the best marketing guys I know. And he came on our company, and he's a big, tick, big dollar guy. He's a lot of money to pay. But he came in for two-thirds when get paid because he wanted to work with us. <laughs> you know, he wanted it. He wanted to be a part of the program. He just saw how real, organic, and how much we really give a shit. You know, like, yeah. you have no idea, Max, how many people, like, have direct contact with me that are really people who are trying to own their lives who probably never have. And they're hundreds of pounds overweight. And if they put the work in, and they have to put the work in just to get a callback from me. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> uh, but they have to put the work in to, to get there. All right, guys. That's it for today. 
I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you gained some valuable ideas, tips, tools, tricks, mindsets, belief systems that will hopefully inspire you to take your life to the next level. At the end of the day, guys, it's all about application. The only thing that's going to set you apart tomorrow from where you are today is how much action you take with those ideas that you gained. And so I really want to challenge you at this point to you know, not just listen to this passively, to not just consume this you know, passively, just thinking about other things, but to really take those lessons, take those ideas that you just gained and start applying them to your life, to so really start taking action and sprinting towards those goals and those dreams that you have in your life. Now, guys, at this point, I want to ask you for a huge favor. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider heading over to iTunes and leaving a review as that helps me really grow the show and reach more people, impact even more people around the world. You know, if you have a family member, a friend, a loved one maybe, that you think could benefit from this content, please consider you know, sharing it with them, forwarding to them, as that helps us really build a community of like-minded people that are all about maxing out their lives. Now, guys, with that being said, thanks so much for tuning in today. I really, really appreciate it. Stay strong and see you tomorrow.